Hey everyone, it's Audio Nerd 64. And I am Big Nkrumah. And we are your Game of Friends! <laughs> <laughs> that is rude as fuck! I am totally just gonna, I'm gonna step on your line next episode. <laughs> Ugh, that's rude. Sorry. Anyway. I like to do it. Ugh, whatever. Anyway, E3 is here. I'm so excited. So we're breaking form. Too many games. We have too many games. I'm so tired. It was so many games. There were a lot of games. And honestly, I got to say, I'm going to say it right at the top. <laughs> no. I don't feel compelled to play a lot of the games that are coming out this year. Oh, no. Which I mean, is kind of a relief. Yes. I like don't have to have a queue. That is a mile long. I might get through my queue. <laughs> don't kid yourself. <laughs> don't don't do me cute. like that. What? You know, we I talk really about. I don't have that much of a backlog. I have a huge backlog. Those it is you are a fake gamer. <gasps> no, it's because I have a lot of narrative to get through, like Red Dead, um, Division Two. What else Such is in my backlog? Uh, I wanted to get. Fin- anyway, I'm talking about games. That are not part of E3. We don't have time for this. We, we don't have, have to time get, for this. We at all. have to get into the games. We're wasting minutes. We're wasting precious seconds. And I don't know about you, but I listen to podcasts at one time speed. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> we would probably sound so bad <laughs> just in one and a half or two times. Me yelling. <laughs> I hope you don't listen to us like that. The, the jokes don't land as well. Anyway, uh, we're just going to go in order. Yeah, we're just going to go in order. Um, From all the conferences. All the conferences. And we'll share our thoughts on the things that we have thoughts about. Yes, it is how a podcast works. (laughs) There are certain (laughs) conferences and certain games that are just not for me. I don't have Mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm. negative to say. I don't have anything positive to say. They were there. I'm very proud of them for being there. Congratulations to all the devs who worked incredibly hard on all those games. Congratulations to all the people who worked really hard on all the trailers (laughs) for all the games. Yeah. Um, I won't be talking about all of them. So we're not going to do like the two and a half hour thing to you this time. You know, we're going to see how long it goes. We might do a little split seas. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We, we have an outline. We're ready to go. But you never know. You, you never know. You might get particularly emboldened about something and yeah. go on a rant. You never know. So I just want to also say right at the top. No, another announcement. overall impression of E3 was kind of like, where is the gameplay? In nearly every single conference, the majority of the announcements, the majority of the trailers, the majority of the in-depth talk, for whatever reason, did not involve gameplay. No, it did not. I'm calling back to last year's conferences where the entire Skull and Bones presentation was in-game footage of someone actually playing the game. Yeah, I feel like last year, the best job to have at E3 was person who stands on stage to play game awkwardly in front of audience. Right. That job did not exist. We're trimming the fat this year. Yeah, it was all just straight trailer. And so in some senses, it felt a little more commercialized than even last year, which is Mm. hard to say because it's already so commercialized. It's a giant commercial. It is a giant commercial. But it also strikes me as a little concerning because Mm. there are a few games that last year did this. Um was one of them. Mm-hmm. You're going to beep every every time we mention it, right? Mm-hmm. 
We're not allowed to talk about certain games. So if a certain game happens to get mentioned, uh, we have to. I have We're to done talking. I have to keep them. my promises, and so you know this is a happy medium. I was just the words will never be uttered on Game of Friends podcast ever again. Yeah. So, so I meant that. I meant that. So <laughs> I was concerned because it was all you know really light stuff, but yeah. even that was to a certain degree, not all of it, but some of it was gameplay. Yes. And even if it was five minutes of it. Right. And it <laughs> just <laughs> seems like other than the Ubisoft conference and a few other exceptions, it was not a gameplay based presentation. Nah. Maybe the games just aren't ready. Like we were just talking about it with Tim and Enya. And I just, you know, a lot of shit just seems like it's in development. And I think also, because Bioware fucked up so bad with these people are like, we are not showing anything that is not directly going to be in this game because we are not going to be caught out here. That's a really good point. Fair enough. That's a really good point. Maybe they're just trying not to set expectations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, I do got to say, it makes me a little nervous. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just... it. A lot of this stuff is coming out soon. We're not (laughs) going to see most of these games again. I think the latest date that I saw, like other than the games that didn't announce dates, the latest date that I saw was a little bit before E3 2020. Yeah, it was all like... Early June 2020. A lot of February, a lot of April, May, June of 2020. It really started in November. There's a few things coming out in November. That's true. But we're like in a dry spill. I was working on the the calendar for the show, and we don't. There's there's a few months where where there's only like one or two releases that I even would care to mention. Oh, wow. Well, that's fine. Anyway, anyway, let's jump in. First, Stadia. They were not really a part of E3. They kind of. From Jump, we're like, we're doing the direct thing. We're too good for E3. They literally called it Stadia Direct. They did. Um, It was a lot. And they just gave us the down low on what Stadia is and what the pricing is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So let's get into some details. Tell us. They are promising us, the gamers, that apparently are going to jump ship from our consoles to play this. 4K. 60 FPS. And this surprised me, 5.1 surround sound. If you sign up for what they're calling Stadia Pro, $9.99 a month to stream all you want, you do have to get the games separately, but you get them at like a higher resolution. So if you want to get the games a la carte, they're calling that Stadia Base for all you basic gamers. (laughs) (laughs) You get it at 1080p, also 60 FPS, and just stereo. Two channels. That's it. You losers. And then you could buy the games. And then they announced the Founders Edition. Woo-woo. For the low, low, low price of $129, you get a Google Chromecast Ultra, a special limited edition controller, three months of Stadia Pro, and three months to drag a friend along with a buddy pass. First grab at names, which I thought was hilarious that they did that because it is actually quite shocking how much of a commodity uh, user names are not on xbox anymore wait why not on xbox one of the announcements that they did not make a big deal about on the stage was that you can now have any username that you want any gamer tag that you want on xbox if someone already has the base gamer tag they will just add an x number like 
literally X123, kind of like an extension at a <laughs> telephone line. And wow. so you'll have a unique ID number that's different from the base gamertag, but you will still be known as that gamertag. That's really funny. Yeah. So it was interesting. I agree that Sadia did this. Unbeknownst to them, I'm sure that in a few days, Microsoft would kind of like take that away as a thing. <laughs> Suckers. So yeah, you get all that. And Destiny 2 for free 99, even though in like, what? Um, by fall, it's going to be the base. is going to be free for everyone, but whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you get access to all the year two content yes, that yes, is not yes, free. Yes. And also the new content, the year three content. So they are actually giving you, I would say, about $60 $75 worth of additional value on top of whatever they think the other stuff is worth. Sure, you're just paying for it with your data. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> look. That's I- something that like we haven't really discussed. Yes. They're clearly going to be tracking every single thing that anyone does. Like, every movement. I- and I'm sure Microsoft <laughs> and Sony are doing it too, but I just, it, for some reason, I just know Google's doing it in a way that I don't yeah. know that Microsoft is doing it. Someone's basically surmised that Stadia is just a front to get more data out of people. <laughs> and because, like, gaming is such a huge industry, like, just imagine the data that you can get out of Sony. Also, people who game are probably more likely to invest in things like VPNs and other privacy-based stuff. That's true. So maybe they they won't get all the data. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one thing I did want to mention was the Stream Connect that they showed off in Ghost Recon Punisher with Friends. Uh, Just (laughs) kidding. Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the name of the game with John Burtendahl and that dog of his... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Burtonthal? Did I you did add some syllables. I did to his Burton, name? John Burton V all <laughs> with his dog. Uh yeah, so like it, it showed, you know, four people playing the game, and then you could see each individual's screen on one screen at the same time. I don't know. I just like Stadia is weird because I don't know who the fuck is gonna like switch over. Like I feel like it's cool for like streamers, maybe, but like YouTube as a platform is kind of uh. It's cool for people who watch the streams. Like, I feel like those people might jump ship from Twitch easily. But, like, I'm not leaving my console anytime I, soon. Not for Google. I think PC gamers who would like the option to go sit on their couch mm. can be enticed by something like this. They don't need to buy another console. They still have a central location to play all of their games. Um, I... I think the difference is that the catalog obviously is not going to be the same. Like Sadie is not going to have all the PC games that PC has. Right. But, you know, you can still play all that stuff on your PC should you so choose. I think maybe that's who they're going after. But that's really my biggest question, too. Like, who exactly is this for? Like, with all the news that we're going to get to in the Microsoft conference, I think that we have a perfectly viable alternative brewing already. Yeah, and I don't have to change ecosystems for it. Right, I don't have to do anything. I just get it. So uh, I guess in the long run, it's cheaper than Xbox Live. But what if your internet kind of sucks one day? I can still lag the fuck out and play Apex. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, too, is that like, all right, 
if you want to do game on Google Stadia, you have to like drag your friends along too. If I wanted to just jump off from bones of feet and just do my own thing on Google Stadia, like I, what was the point? Like I would need y'all to come with me. Yeah. Still, it, so bones of feet had the conversation about getting PS4s for <laughs> Destiny Two because of the exclusive content. Yeah, and that did not. We happen. were like. No, we're just not, we're not that invested in one game to do that. Yeah. So if you are so interested in the ecosystem, you want to jump ship, then by all means. My concern would be, I don't think at any point Xbox or Microsoft are going to go bankrupt and or cancel gaming. Whereas Google has a history, a well-documented history of pulling the plug on incredibly popular projects that they just don't seem to get working the way that they want, or even sometimes for completely, completely obtuse reasons. Yeah, exactly. It's like Google Glass. Where is it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's gone forever. It made no sense. I like wanted. I wanted Google Glass so bad. I didn't. We knew that it like wasn't great (laughs) and that there was a lot of work to do but instead of really digging in and committing and fixing it they killed it and maybe there's good reason for that (laughs) there's no reason to say that that's not going to happen with Sadia the reason was like we did not get enough data (laughs) from this pull the plug (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah like if Sadia doesn't perform (laughs) then you've now transferred over to a console bought games and been spending a ton of money on a subscription. And a wasabi-colored controller. <laughs> that is now completely worthless. I'm, like, taking too much shots. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the media, the game media in general, is all, all console players who are just like, what the fuck is this? And we're either all going to, like, eat shit in, <laughs> like, six months, or we're all going to be like, wow, this was absolutely fucking nothing. Like, it's all or nothing with this, you know what I mean? They're going after gamers, though. If they were going after I mean, the general yeah. public, they would have a Switch strategy. But the problem is the Switch exists. Right. Like They're not. There's a reason why Ubisoft is still releasing games on the Wii. It's because everyone in America has a fucking Wii. Everyone. Still. And so... Actually, I read that, the, for the most part, it's um, hospitals that like, have like PT patients and stuff like that, or like a lot of kids. That's very um, interesting. Just all these Wii's, and a lot of them <laughs> play just dance because it's fun. Uh, so that's why they still release it, which I huh. think is heartwarming. Well, for whatever reason, there's longevity in Nintendo consoles, and there's a reason why it's like the layman console. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Grandpa picking up Stadia. I just don't. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We'll find from out. Like no, somebody. Honestly, it's not though, be from me. no. Hate on what it is. No, absolutely it's a not. Technological feat that is yet to be proven that it's even a feat in the first place. But no, that's not true. They had Project Stream, like that worked. Sure, it worked. Let me see the numbers when it's multiplayer. Okay, we'll see. Anyway, one thing that we did kind of talk about, but I didn't really delve into, was Destiny Two has Year Three content. You are getting it for free if you get the Founders Edition of Stadia. Um, Bungie had their own live stream. It wasn't officially part of E3 per se, but, you know, Sony's not having a conference this year. They're not doing console-exclusive 
stuff anymore as per part of the announcement. And so they don't really have a home to broadcast their stuff. So I guess they kind of need to do Bungie Direct all the time. They had a branding of Bungie TV, which I've seen them use before, but I think... Now they really need that shit. Yeah, it makes sense why they were doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) In a way that I didn't quite understand, because it's not like they stream all the time. Right. They do occasionally do stuff like that. But anyway, they did a full reveal. Year 3 is launching with a Forsaken-sized update called Shadowkeep. We are going back to the moon uh, from Destiny 1. Eris Morn is going to be there. It's going to involve the Hive and the Darkness. We are apparently being haunted by shadows of all of the villains that we have killed. Several of those villains that they were uh, naming and discussing were from Destiny 1, including the main villain on the moon, including uh, the star of his own raid, Crota, Oryx's son, uh, Mm -hmm. was... (laughs) <laughs> looking pretty uh, scurry, <laughs> scaring some people, running after them with swords, as he is known to do. So I'm really hype. Uh, this is the most hype that I've been for Destiny in a long time. Yes, you keep playing it, which is... I do keep playing it. <laughs> I really, really had to tear myself away from playing it like tonight because the exotic uh, rocket launcher from year one, Truth, just just dropped on us. <laughs> the people like discovered it today. Oh. And so there's a quest line that you can do to get that. And so I'm like itching to do it. But I'm here with my gamer friends instead. Oh, how nice. I know. I know. Um yeah, no, the 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 Vi- Vidoc? Yeah, Vidoc. That's what they're calling it, the Vidoc. Uh was great. I really enjoyed it. They you know seem like they're thriving. They're Living their best moisturized out in the sun life now that Activision is no longer <laughs> casting a shadow over their heads. Um, they all actually look like they want to make games, unlike certain developers out here. <laughs> um, they really like were like, we're on our own now. We're making our own destiny. They were just like this fucking close to being like, and fuck Activision, by the way. <laughs> like, it's just shade. I love it. <laughs> In the announcement that they were moving from Battle.net to Steam, they did also a little troll and led people to believe for just a split second that they were going to the Epic Game Store, which would have oh been God. a shitstorm. But luckily, they made the correct decision <laughs> and went to Steam. Um, overall, they're making a ton of structural changes, which I am incredibly excited for. Mm-hmm. For the first time in the history of the franchise, they have described themselves as an RPG, which is did, not yes. anything they've ever done before. No. Um, that's very exciting. They said that they are like diving into that aspect of the game. They're redoing the armor, which they're calling Armor 2.0, to make it more RPG like. They're adding back class artifacts to the game, which is something from D1 that we had that was introduced in the Taken King. Um, There's just a bunch of things that they're doing to diversify the the number of builds that you can make and the way that you can construct your character, Mm -hmm. which is all we've ever wanted. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm so happy (laughs) that they're finally doing this. It's, It's... it's like they they understood what was missing and they decided that they were finally going to fucking fix it. I'm here for it. I'm actually very excited to get back into Destiny, like, for real, for real. 
It makes um, me feel like Activision really was the reason why they were being held back. I mean, that is yet to be seen. True. They, like, have to deliver. For all the hope that I have about this, they have to deliver. Right. Another big thing that they're doing is adding in Destiny New Light, which is a free version of the base game. You get all of the year one content for free. You also get access to year two and year three content in kind of like bits and pieces so that you can continue playing with friends even if you don't buy all of that other content. And then the biggest thing that they announced is that they're no longer going to require you to own all of the content in order to progress. Meaning that if you don't want to play Forsaken, but you do want to play Shadowkeep, well, you don't have to buy Forsaken. You can just buy Shadowkeep. You can play Shadowkeep. If you really like the second season of year three, but not the third season, you don't have to buy all three of them in one year-long package. You can now a la carte your destiny. Which I think is beautiful. That's how everything should be, quite honestly, a la carte. It is. It's how everything should be. Make the base game free. Really show people what they're getting into before they have to buy anything and commit. Right. That's a beautiful model, I think. And beautiful. I'm really, really hoping that it works out for them and that they're able to sustain themselves off of it because it could really be a game changer. Go Bungie. For now. Shadowkeep ain't out yet. So... We'll see. Um, for those of you who care about PvP, they said they're going to have a renewed focus on the Crucible. Um, they mentioned slash kind of leaked almost that the elimination game mode is coming back, uh, in which case Trials is probably coming back soon. So that's very exciting. Overall, I think it's a new day for both the studio and the franchise and possibly for the genre. I'm very excited to see what happens. Wow, that's... Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, since fumbled the ball so fucking hard, someone has to pick it up for looter shooters. Fair enough. I'm happy that it's Bungie. Um, yeah, and you can play Shadowkeep in September. September 17th. woo all right, well, uh, let's move on to some more games I'm excited about with EA's, also non-E3 conference right. presentation, whatever the fuck they're Not calling it. Not E3, it's EA Not E3, play. It was EA Play across the street from E3, so all the gaming journalists that went to E3 could just, you know, very conveniently. I wish EA it's made them town. work. It's not literally across oh, the street. Oh, across town. All right, It's across fine. town. Yeah, I had to take a little, a hop, skip, and a jump across... Los Angeles to get to EA Play. I think overall it was a fun conference. I didn't watch everything because I don't care about sports games except for Forza. <laughs> uh, if you weren't watching those parts, though, you might have missed getting two minutes. <laughs> two whole minutes. They got cut from the schedule, as you'll recall from our last episode. Mm-hmm. They were on the schedule at the time of that recording. They were cut from the schedule and, I guess, shoehorned back in for a two-minute segment where, literally, one of the quotes was, the game has a bright future, I hope. The I hope was, like, in, like... like if It was, the like, game a hushed, has a, like, The game you know. has a bright future is in black text. <laughs> And the I hope was in like gray text. It's a little bit smaller than the black. It was italics and it was superscript. <laughs> <laughs> a very light gray is very barely visible oh on the page. Um, uh, first up, though, you're incredibly excited about this. It. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi 
Forrest Whitaker is coming back. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order is coming. It looks great. Battlefront Hoopst. I don't know her. Ugh. <laughs> it looks so good. I don't even know where to begin. First, this is where I'm going to begin. It is amazing all of the little pockets of story that we can get out of the Star Wars franchise. This is coming right before, or not right before, this is coming before, I think, my favorite movie in the entire franchise, Rogue One. Forrest Whitaker is back. He's younger. He's more spry. Uh, (laughs) He's spring chicken, I guess. Uh, Helping out a Jedi. I agree that it's beautiful. It's it's so cool that you can get a ton out of the universe because of the the universe that they built. It allows for so many different stories. So many Star Wars stories. I mean, I, the idea of something on a galactic scale is, I think, baked into that. I think that's why yeah. Mass Effect, in part, is so good because you can literally make up whatever you want and put it on a planet, and there you go. <laughs> like, that's part of the story now. So I, I love that they have the flexibility to do that. Mm-hmm. In my initial reaction to the reveal that it was going to be like, you know, a a young guy, maybe kind of new to the force, like pretty generic. I got to defeat the bad guy and I'm probably not strong enough story. Right. I, I said that I was a little concerned about it being bland or a little one dimensional. And I'm here to say I kind of don't care anymore because the gameplay looks fun enough that even if the story itself is not all that deep or intense or good, um, I I think I would just be happy to move a stormtrooper in front of their own bolt. <laughs> when they did that. That was wild. I jumped out of the seat a little bit. Literally a stormtrooper shot their gun. He froze the bolt in the air, grabbed the stormtrooper, and put him in front of his own shot. I love it. I love that there's new iterations of the Force. I'm so, like, that That makes me excited. And that's kind of, like, intense yes. for Star Wars standards. Yeah. Because it's like, you you don't, they usually don't fuck with the Force too much. It's like, pushing, pulling. They also not the are just kind of like, for. <laughs> they're like Batman in a way. They, they don't yeah. really want to go all that cruel. And this dude is like, oh, I have the Force, but I'm also the Punisher. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't care that you're a Stormtrooper. You are getting a saber to the neck. And he doesn't seem to be like, oh, I'm brand new. Like, he has no. some idea of what's Seasoned. going on. Mm. So That's my like concerns him. were kind of like washed away. <laughs> if they're giving me like from software combat with a God of War narrative story, I'm good to go. That's all we need. It's also to, you know, make comparisons to PlayStation games. It's really giving me like Uncharted vibes and like how it looks and how you like navigate the world. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. It looks dope. I'm I'm really excited. November 15th, we will be able to play it. Well, all right. Let's move on to the next game. One that we can already play, but not season two yet. Comes out later this summer. Apex Legends. Season two is called Battle Charge. It's coming out July 2nd. Featuring new legend, Watson. Mm-hmm. She is... Uh, I guess part of the creative team behind the arena, you could say. Yes, and she is here to change the meta. She is here to change the meta. All of her abilities are geared toward zone control and area denial. It is very exciting. 
Uh, it's going to definitely change the meta. There's going to be a lot more purposeful camping. There's a lot of camping going on right now that is uh, uh, a different kind of purposeful. <laughs> it's a more coward Desperate? Based. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there we go. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, a little sad. Whereas camping with Watson is intentional. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Mm. It's strong. Wow. Uh, definitely my kind of character. I cannot wait to play her all the time. <laughs> to camp. Not just to camp, <laughs> but there's like some strategery in playing her than it, you know, I'm not like the greatest shooter yeah. in Apex. I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. Um, I'm excited. Well, what can she do since, you know, you don't, you're not going to be using your guns. That's right. Uh, so her tactical, I think, is the coolest part. She can put up these, like, pylons, these electrical pylons, that you can combine to make fences. And, like, once your teammates go through it, it's all gravy. The electric will come down. You know, your your lifeline can come through. She'll be like, hey, you want some of this health? Oh, okay. And then you would be like, yes, thanks, girl. I was really bad. I stopped doing the accent halfway through because I uh-huh. knew it was going to be bad. Okay. Uh, but I'm honest with myself. I'll leave the rest in. But, you know, it causes damage to other folks coming in. People can't shoot at it. They got to they gotta come through. That looks great. You can set up the 12 pylons. I bet people can shoot at it, by the way. Oh, yeah? I Maybe mean, the pylons themselves. I don't know yeah, about yeah, the, yeah. Fe- yeah, the yeah. pylons. Um, so that looks great. I love a good fence. I love hiding behind things and making people come out from the shadows instead of, you know... And I, I could see them. I like to be able to see things. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, her ultimate is like this big recharging... Turret. Turret, yeah, turret. There we go. Uh, which I also love because I don't have to aim the damn thing. It's an auto-aim turret <laughs> that is defensive and offensive. Yes. Defensive in that it charges uh, abilities of the team. It makes you heal faster. Like, there's a ton of different positive benefits for it for your team if they're huddled around. Yeah. Um, defensively, it will literally shoot things like enemy grenades and enemy throwables and enemy ultimates. Straight out of the sky. Out of the sky. It'll just... Uh, it'll fucking protect you. It's so beautiful. It's it's definitely going to be uh, game really, changing, really important f- because arc grenade spam is so prevalent right now. Where mm-hmm. you just get like five or six arc grenades thrown at you at once, and you're slow for ten seconds, and then what can you do? Um, I am interested though in what the team makeups are going to be because I think it would be really fun and effective to play with Caustic because he can set traps, whereas every team already kind of needs a lifeline. So if every team needs a lifeline, every team needs a Watson, uh, that that might actually decrease the actual like playability. So we'll we'll see. I think it really depends on how she interacts. With the other legends, because yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I just feel like like the, I don't think she's gonna be a character that top tier players are gonna play as. I think most people are gonna stick with the running gun. I think a lot of people are gonna figure out how to like get past her defensive abilities, and I think anyone using Watson in the team are, is really gonna have to figure out like the best yeah uh, legends to play with. Yeah. Um, 
I also think her ability is going to be nerfed like three months after she comes out. To be quiet, she seems it sounds a little OP good. right now. Yeah, it sounds really fucking good. She seems good. OP. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get my wins in. <laughs> the season itself is introducing some new reward types. They're getting rid of uh, the the rewards that kind of sucked in the current season. Mm-hmm. Like we would get a badge every time you went up five levels, you get a badge. So if you went from fifty five to sixty, at sixty you got a badge, and then at sixty five you got a badge. I don't I don't, I don't care about a fucking badge. <laughs> so. Um, they're getting rid of that like bullshit reward stuff and they're adding other things in. They haven't told us what those things are yet, um, but they also said they're doing more of the objective-based reward stuff. Mm-hmm. They have a limited time event that we talked about in the last episode where you have to complete certain objectives, like win two games, and then you get a skin. Um, so uh, that's been fun and good for the game, and I'm glad that it's coming back for the next season. And finally, they're doing formally a ranked mode. There's a tiered yes. mode oh. going on right now. Um, um, that is really fun and really interesting and a ranked mode coming soon. So I bet uh, it'll further segregate the population into like casuals who are just playing the game for fun, which is fine and good and mostly me. Keep me in that bronze rank. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm so excited to maybe actually win a match of my own merit. <laughs> Look, hey, you know, we keep it honest. We keep it honest here. I'm it'll excited. Be, it'll be good, I think, for everyone. Yes. So very excited for season two of Apex. Um, let's quickly go through Battlefield Five. That was up next. That's right. Um, they're getting some new maps. They're going into the Pacific Theater. I guess Ooh. they've only been in the European Theater uh, for the game, as we all know that we haven't played. Um, <laughs> and the big news that I wanted to share and the reason why I kept it in was that it's going free to play. You can play it for free on console via EA Access and on PC via Origin Access. Because no one was buying it. I think that is why. Um, Which, hey. <laughs> but you know what? That's what, I mean. Hey, you got a new game to try. Yeah. Try it out. Every major oh. game that's like massively multiplayer in some way went free to play this week. Fallout 76 went free to play. <laughs> um, the Division is doing a free week. Rainbow oh, Six right. is doing a free week. Destiny is going free to play. Like it's not uncommon at this point. So I don't think it's a, a bad thing at all. Mm. Up next were FIFA and Madden. Good for you if you're into sports games. Yep. Um, love ya. And finally, since I did most of the talking for this, uh, I guess yeah, good luck, I mean, because I'm gonna keep talking now. Keep talking. The Sims Four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this leaked right before the presentation, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Please, God, let them have something else." <laughs> so, no. The next expansion pack is The Sims 4 Island Living. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan of the let's build houseboats and hang out on the beach uh, expansion from The Sims 3. I am equally unenthused about the idea of being a mermaid in The Sims 4. Fuck, I was about to say, but the mermaids, that's the best part. I, I want to be a merman. I don't fucking care about that kind of stuff at all. I never play as a vampire. I never play as a werewolf. I never do any of that stuff. So you're you're like you're like the people who get on Forza and do cops versus civs. Like you are I wanna fashions. <laughs> no, people <laughs> like to play Forza and do like 
like real life cruising and no speeding. You have to follow the traffic laws. Like that's how you like to play The Sims. You're oh, like, I do that in GTA. <laughs> like for fun. Yeah. No, no, get, I'm saying, yeah, yeah I get like, it. But you like take for you do it in GTA for fun, but in The Sims you do it for real. And, like I want this game to be as realistic as possible. I mean, <laughs> I'm over exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just, I will get it if only for the world. Like being able to have a vacation home or something. Right. Uh, I'm sure some of the interactions are going to be fun. I still haven't bought the last one, the entertainment one, because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't feeling that one. I'm not feeling this one. And then they did announce what the next one is going to be in the fall. And oh, they did? I, I missed that went to, ugh, It's oh, called right, right. Magic. Realm of Magic. <sighs> Realm of Magic. What is, you what could the be Harry, you could, Your sim could be Harry Potter. Like, I don't understand why you of all people are like... Mm. I'm just not interested in doing that in The Sims. Sidebar, we were all expecting a release of that Harry Potter game, and it never happened. <laughs> I just realized that. It never fucking happened. <laughs> it just dawned on so you. So was that creature that ran out of the garage real? Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's viral marketing for the Harry Potter game. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Okay, sidebar over. Wow, that's wild. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not excited, but a lot of people are. A but, lot of people are so for excited them. for Mermaids. I, I think it looks cute. I appreciate the little nod to keeping beaches clean. Uh, yes. You know, the environment is important. And I guess, you know, that's... In The Sims, you can do your laundry and go clean up after companies that are polluting the beach. <laughs> just, what just escapism. Like real life. Yeah, these, <laughs> what escapism is with the real Lord uh, Jesus. Um, uh. I love The Sims. I will also say that they're releasing some Pride stuff. They have a stuff pack of Machino Yay, clothing Pride. coming out. Um, what but, the fuck? Who is Machino? Am I supposed to know? I've heard of them, Did but you? I can almost guarantee they don't make clothes for me. Anyway, I'm just gonna we're just gonna step off from that. Uh, let's get into Microsoft Xbox. What a show! It was a show. Lot of shit. They showed nearly sixty games, and over half of them are going to be on Game Pass. So that's Great. an accomplishment. That is an accomplishment. Good for them for buying out all those studios. As we said at the top of the show, not much gameplay in any of these. It was just nope. kind of an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes of trailers. World premiere. <laughs> um, Although the world premiere voice was less obnoxious this year. So it was a little less. They toned it down. Good for them. Uh, let's just run through the major announcements, I guess. Yeah, let's get into these services. Xbox, Game Pass. It's coming to PC. First and foremost, they teased us. It's coming to PC, you know, the usual $9.99 per month. Yay. I want to like a separate thing. Yeah, it's not the exact same games. Like, they're, yeah. it's curated for PC. Curate, just for you PC players. Good for you. Good for y'all. Um, and if you are a nerd and have an Xbox and also happen to have a PC like myself that has pretty good specs because... The audio stuff, and because my brother was very generous and gave me an old graphics card he wasn't using. So this appeals to me, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And this is where they got me. I thought it was just going to be Game Pass for console and Game Pass for PC together. No! It is Game Pass for console, Game Pass for PC, and Xbox Live 
all rolled together for $15 a month. I think someone made, it was the Jeff Kanata's podcast that they're going to jack up the price later. Who knows? I don't care. Right now, it's 15 a month. And if you do it right now, you get it for $1 a month. And I think the some of the months that you have left in either Game Pass and or live roll over they also convert. at $1 a month, which is yeah wild. That is actually a really good deal. I just, I happen to not have a ton of time, you know, baked in to my, to my gold. So it, it wouldn't really make much sense for me to upgrade. And you already have Game Pass and you're probably going to pay for Ultimate. So, yeah, I think it makes more sense for me, especially yeah. since I have the PC upstairs that I can. Right, right, right. It's definitely not like for me, but I think it's a great price. I think it's a good deal. Um, Every single Microsoft Game Studio game is going to launch on Game Pass. And so I think that if you buy at least three or four of those games every year, you know, if you're planning on that, then it's it, it pays for itself. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of, like, Game Pass games that I play. Like, there's Forza, Sea of Thieves. They actually have like a like the new tomb, the latest Tomb Raider. I want to get into that Marvel vs. Capcom. They actually have like a pretty decent list of shit. Uh, I am interested in seeing like what the PC list will be before I like like yeah. pull the trigger on it. Um, but man, they they're just like Stadia hoops. <laughs> uh, my favorite announcement. I probably gotta say you were so excited i was really excited they are finally releasing version two of the elite controller my elite controller was absolutely the best controller i've ever had in my life unfortunately falling apart i'm really rough on controllers in particular the right bumper and so uh i busted the bumper beyond repair it uses a really weird version of the controller uh like design in mm-hmm. before it got fixed. Like that's right, a known right. issue. And for whatever reason, they used the old design on the Xbox Elite controllers. I would imagine it's fixed now. Either way, they upgraded it to hell. Like it <laughs> It looks great. I think my favorite part are the profiles. Yeah. So you can like set do your all your little settings for the controller, like whatever the fuck you want. And then you can change those settings for like a different game. So I can have like my Forza setting and then I can have my Destiny setting and I can well, have Well, you can my- do that on the first controller. They just limited you to two. Now you have a third profile built in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I I just never saw it for like purchasing um, the Elite controller for me. I don't know. Does it, does it does it make you a better gamer? Like when they were like, shoot faster, drive better, more precision. Does Do you actually feel like it was helpful? I do think it was helpful and not just because of like the hairpin trigger stuff. Um, mostly because I can change the height of the thumbsticks. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem where oftentimes I will like smash in uh, on one of my thumbsticks and accidentally press the button in. And not mean to. Oh, I do that all the time. And a longer thumbstick prevents that from happening for me Mm. more than the the base thumbstick height. Uh, Also, it is a heavy controller, and I prefer a heavy controller. I feel like Mm. I am more aware of my hand movements and things like that when I'm holding something that's a little heavier that has some weight to it. That's fair. Um, And so I really just, I, I loved it. And if it was 
not out of warranty, I would have gotten it fixed. Right. <laughs> but I had it for over a year before it went bust, and unfortunately, the warranty laws in America suck. So, well, all right, I might treat myself to this one. We'll see. You can pre-order it. She'll see. Pre-order it now. I don't know. I need to get better at uh, Apex. Mm, I don't think the controller is going to do that much. I can shoot you. faster. That's all. I don't need to. If it's statistics, if more bullets come out of my gun, then they're going to land hopefully more than the other person. If yeah, there's more chances for them to land. There are more chances. Probability, my nigga. It's math. Okay. Another announcement. Scarlet is coming. Project Scarlet, uh, Xbox next console. Going to be running on that. xCloud. We're going to be streaming shit. Okay? A lot of frames per second. 120. 120. Up to. Up to 120. 4K. They was talking about coming up to 8K. 4K who? I, I don't even know what 8K looks like. 8K looks like, might be look like real life. I'd be like, oh my God, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> Things it's already like look like real life. They do. Sometimes I'd be confused as fuck. I'd be like, what the fuck? There was a post in the City Skylines subreddit the other day that was like, I just realized the other day that this was a game. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't Could believe you them imagine? because like, of all of the posts that were you know about the gameplay of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway... Um, anyway, this new me. console is going to be great. Uh, a lot of numbers, a lot of like, we're going to change the face. Actually, you know, I wrote down in my notes, the language they used was kind of similar to Stadia. A little bit. A lot of the like, you know, they were like, consoles are not a thing of the past and this is why. But like the reasons were very, very parallel yeah. to like Stadia being like, consoles are actually trash. It was very interesting. I think what Microsoft was saying was that you don't have to compromise uh, Play Anywhere with getting right. rid of consoles. Yeah. That that's, Consoles are part of Play Anywhere. They are not the impediment to Play Anywhere. Yeah. Um, it does sound like xCloud will essentially turn your console into a server that you can connect to, I guess, over Wi-Fi, over some kind of signal, Bluetooth, whatever, and then play you know, a game on your phone, play a game on your tablet, whatever. I'm curious to know, am I going to be able to play a game on the subway? Am I going to be able to play a game in the office? On a plane, on a train. <laughs> right. Like when, I go, on, eggs when I go on work camp. trips, do I need to bring a Stadia and hope that the hotel has fast enough internet? Or am I somehow they won't. connected to my own console? So... We'll see more details on all that coming soon, but uh, very exciting. Uh, I wish we had gotten a look at it, but it, maybe they <laughs> haven't settled on a design. They know what <laughs> no. the insides are, but not the outside. Just, it's the future, and games are everything. And yeah. it's right, you know, coming holiday twenty twenty. So not a firm release date. Probably November ish. I would say. Early to mid-November 2020. I'm just mad when this shit comes out because I got to buy the new console, a new controller, and a new TV. I'm still on 1080. Well, you've got plenty of time to save up. (laughs) Do I? Someone in the subreddit for Xbox was like, if you save $50 a month from now until then, you'll have enough money for it. (laughs) But not the TV. Not the TV, no. Um, Okay, let's get into the games. We are not going to spend a lot of time on most of these games. Yeah, no. First up, Elden Ring from Software and George R.R. R. Martin's collab, where he keeps putting off writing these motherfucking books. 
uh, good for him diversifying his diversifying his income. <laughs> it, it's fucking outrageous, actually. <laughs> that oh, he's working no. on a whole other fucking fictional universe and not finishing those books. Like, I mean, it's outrageous. I have no idea what Elden Ring is about, except there's going to be some George R. R. Martin shit. It was just a teaser trailer. We don't even have a date. Like, we have nothing. So we'll see it at E3 next year. <laughs> we'll see it when we see it. Yeah, we'll see it when we see it. That's right. Uh, Dying Light 2. I won't be playing that. It's about zombies. Oh, it's about zombies. No. How yeah, did I miss it's that? It's about zombies. I don't know. It was not just in the Microsoft conference either. It was also in the Square Enix conference. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Looks cute. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to make a joke for everyone. I promise. It looks like the most stressful platformer that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like cute, but also stressful. And not like in a cuphead way and like a, oh, this is like, like like, in, I'm in mortal peril kind of way. Yeah. Um, Blair Witch also Who the fuck knew? giving you the the mortal peril vibe. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, y'all can have fun with this one. But who knew that Blair Witch still had some power to be making games? I, I had That's no wild. idea this was coming. Uh, it seems interesting. We'll, we'll see more soon, Yeah, I guess. Uh, I watched that whole trailer. I was like, I am not playing this game. And then I was like, oh, it's Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, mm. It's coming out August 30th, so we'll know soon enough. Um, but I won't be taking part of that. Or in Wastelands 3. Uh, so much horror. It does seem like a fun, like, post-apocalyptic Colorado, I guess. I thought it was, like, some kind of Fallout-adjacent thing at That's first. what I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? It has a very Fallout vibe. Vibes. Um, vibes. But that's really all I have to say about it. Um, it's coming sometime this year. They didn't give a firm date. Nope. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, coming out sometime in 2020. We don't know when. It Is had it early? early? Oh, early? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize. Um, when they had all the Legos, I was like, ugh, I'm not interested. And then it was like, oh, nine movies. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yes, give me the little uh, Legos that don't speak. They just, you know, make <laughs> noises at each other. It also sounds like a remake and not a remaster of the ones they've already done. Yes. Uh, so that's exciting. I mean, that might be a buy. It'll definitely be a buy, like when my queue is like, you know, finished up. Also, I feel like it would be fun to play sale. all the Lego games with like kids eventually. Ugh. Like, oh, you want to play this retro game with me? Oh my god! <laughs> On this Lego! machine that's like twenty years old. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh no! I'm gonna oh. blow the dust off the fucking. <laughs> the X Cloud. The X Cloud. <laughs> oh Look god, at this, kiddos! Crossfire X is coming to North America for the first time. Coming to well, coming to console for the first time in North America. Um, Not an emulator. Apparently, it is the most played game on Earth by player numbers. Like, maybe not by player hours, but by player numbers. Wow. I don't really know anything about it. It seems like a very um, popular franchise in Asia, but not so much here. So, uh, excited to see it coming here. Skipping ahead just a little, because it's the same story, Fantasy Star Online 2, which originally came out in 2012 everywhere else, is finally coming out in the United States on console uh, in 2020. Mm -hmm. Jack is incredibly excited about this. He, he said that it was his favorite game ever. Wow. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, like ever. There's a lot. The group chat has been ablaze, so I can't catch every <laughs> message. I feel like I'm going to end up getting roped into it, but I, I, 
it seems like... It's not your aesthetic. It's not my aesthetic at all. <laughs> I'm so sorry it's not. Ugh, whatever. Oh, my God. Um, what is my aesthetic is beautiful graphics. And mm-hmm. in that regard, Microsoft Flight Simulator <laughs> is delivering. When they started that trailer, I was like, wow, everything's fucking stunning. This is beautiful. Is this in-game footage? I don't know. I want this game. And they started showing them motherfucking planes. And I was like, the fuck is this? Flight simulator? And then they were like, yes, yes it's flight it's, simulator. It, is a flight, it looks this good. If there's a multiplayer flight simulator, we are all playing. Oh my, could you battle royale flight simulator? <laughs> First of all, Dump Truck would immediately try to destroy my plane. He which, would. Um, I would be very frustrated by. Also, I appreciate in the trailer that it was just a bunch of planes trying to do loop-de-loops because that is exactly what I do in Microsoft Flight Simulator. All I try to do is fly a loop-de-loop in the biggest plane possible. (laughs) 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 And by the time I do that, and either successfully or not, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Maybe the graphics will keep me. I have never played Flight Simulator, but damn. Like, I'm, ugh, I can't. This is going to look great. I'm going to have the big-ass 4K TV. You already, y'all already know. <laughs> That's I'm getting OG. my surround set up. It's going to be so relaxing. Microsoft Flight Simulator is some OG. I don't have any games of my own, so I have to play what comes installed on the computer. Type game. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I now, never bought Microsoft's Flight Simulator. And now look at it. This is grown up, and I never thought ever in my life Ever that I would spend this much time on a gaming podcast talking about Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator. So good for them. Blessed be. Uh, another throwback <sighs> that I am incredibly excited for. Probably the biggest scream of the conference from me. It was very loud. Was Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Definitive. 4K all of the content that has come out, not just originally, but also the recent content that's come out. I don't know what any one of it is. Full-on definitive edition, and apparently Mm. it's coming to Xbox, which means that y'all will not see me for weeks. (laughs) I played Age of Empires until I was sick of it when I was younger. I love Age of Empires 2. Definitely on my top 10 games of all time list. Wow. Um, Of all time? Of all time. So I'm so excited. I actually, you know, it's on my list for games that I wanted to play when I finally built a PC. But now Mm, a better version's coming out. I got a 4K TV. Like, let's go. Let's go. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm also excited for the fans of Battletoads. Y'all finally have your new fucking game, so y'all can shut the fuck up about it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, I just have never played Battletoads, so I don't know, like, all the hype. Actually, this is very much the theme for E3, was that it was a lot of hype, a lot of people yelling at Keanu Reeves, uh, and the hype just escapes me. I don't, I, hmm. I don't know anything about Battletoads, except that people love it. I used to play it. It was a lot of fun. I'm not, like, dying for the new one, but because it's on Game Pass, I'm going to play it. <laughs> Literally, also the theme of Microsoft's, because <laughs> I'm just like, well, it's on Game Pass, I'm, I'll at least try it out. Right. Which is, like, what they want. And, like, I guess what I'm paying for, but, like, a lot of the games, I'm just like, I would never purchase this a la carte. Next up, I'm really surprised that I hadn't heard about this because I I actually recognize this to be a really big deal, too. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot 
is a fully open world Dragon Ball Z game. It sounds and looks really, really awesome. I missed the open world part. How did I miss that? I don't know, but it is an open world I guess I was Dragon Ball Z RPG. So um, that checks a lot of boxes for a lot of people. It's also the saga that I was into. Like, I'm not a super Dragon Ball Z fan, but when I was a kid, this is the saga that I watched. I watched Frieza and Kakarot right after it. So... I'm I'm all in actually. <laughs> That's amazing. I just remember like being I like would only watch Dragon Ball Z like if I caught it super late at night like after the Boondocks or whatever. And I just remember like coming to the realization that them niggas was mad racist. Yeah. And I was like, "Why the fuck?" Like I just remember like talking about it with my brother. I'm like, "Why does his lips?" And I'm like, "Oh, wow." Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, this is not me shitting on Dragon Ball. I just never was really into it. I'm happy for y'all to have your little game. My dad and I actually used to watch, like, that's how I watched it. He had all the tapes. Tapes? <laughs> yes, oh, you're the so tapes. Old. Boxes and boxes and boxes of Dragon Ball Z tapes. Oh, my God. Um, and we used to watch those. We also watched the Godzilla tapes. Like, beautiful. All right. It, it was beautiful. Let's not go down memory road. Sorry. Uh, speaking about... We don't have to do that every time. Monsters and shit. <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons <laughs> is coming. 2020. Uh, looks cute. People are describing it as like Diablo, but Minecraft. I never played Diablo, so I can't make that uh, connection. It exactly looks like Diablo, but Minecraft. And <laughs> in that case, why not just play Diablo? Although I can understand if you're you know, a little child. If you have, like sh- a, if you if you have a five-year-old who like wants to play Diablo, you'd be like, you can't play Diablo. Play Minecraft yeah. Dungeons, little five-year-old. I think it's funny that they said at the beginning, from the creators of Minecraft, because it's not all the creators. Yeah, no. <laughs> the racist, homophobic, sexist one kind of got kicked to the curb. So. Didn't they like erase... His name from the original. I'm not sure. I'm like 99% sure of that. Or at least in like be very funny new versions. Did. Oh, they took the name out. Hmm. Good for them. Um, 12 minutes. It's just, you know, it's funny. People are like, it's called, it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. I've never watched Groundhog Day. So, like, my only reference for movies where it's a time loop is that one with uh, Tom Cruise, that really? war one. Yeah. Is that, I, is that Oblivion? No. No. It, Edge it, of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. I, which I've also never watched, but that's my only reference. I've never... You've never seen Edge of Tomorrow? No. Which it's I heard so is really good. good. I know. Oh, my God. Um, oh, and there's also that episode in Love, Death, Sex, Robots, Acid, Heat, Yeet. It's a very popular concept right now. <laughs> Happy Death Day is a time loop. The oh. TV show Russian Dolls on Netflix oh, that's right. is a time loop. I couldn't do that one. There's a bunch of them. But Groundhog Day was basically like the, not the original, but I would say the most well-known right. time loop um, in modern pop culture. What a um, long intro to this game. Anyway, <laughs> I'm very excited. It looks great. It's a top-down game that takes place in one room we're assuming over the course of 12 minutes yeah i have it or one house you should see other rooms that's true yeah, um it house. looks great i'm excited i can't wait to oh shit plan on game pass <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on game pass but like so. i would actually that's one i would actually buy because i'm like oh this is interesting as fuck to me it also seems i'm assuming like it's from an indie developer and so you know throw a few bucks happy to give them my streaming coins um, State of Decay has a new update out now called Great. Heartland. They, whatever. It looks fine. I just feel like they botched their release so badly 
that I do not give a literal single fuck about anything that comes out now. Yeah. I just, like, can't find it in my heart. So, have fun. You feel the same way about the Forza announcement as well. Actually, no. So, Forza Horizon 4, they announced a new expansion. Um, I'm guessing it's about the size of the first one, although I didn't really get through the first one yet, so I don't know. Um, Lego Speed Champions is coming to Forza Horizon 4 Thursday. I can't wait to play it. Um, some folks are big, mad. Oh my god, people! This is this is for the kids. Why you? It's for the kids. I, I'm an adult. I'm uninstalling. Meanwhile, in Forza Horizon Three, there's a Hot Wheels expansion. Well, that was the thing. It was the Hot Wheels expansion in Three. What did y'all expect? I, I mean, just, I like, certainly wasn't expecting. It. No, I wasn't. You're right. I wasn't expecting it either. But like for all the adults out there who just want sim racing, Forza Motorsport Seven exists. Also, you don't have to play the expansions. Just delete the expansion. Yeah. I saw it downloading on my console because I very graciously leave Forza on the console because it's 4K for yes, you. It is. And um it, it it seems like a standalone thing that I could at any time just delete. Yeah. No, I mean I always I, I always look forward to these expansions from Forza because like now that I'm playing it a lot more, it is a lot of the same stuff. You know, you're just racing cars and finding more cars and tuning them and racing them. So, like, I'm looking forward. I love Lego. I love all, like, this, this little silly Lego games. It's going to be fun. Um, I did see a little bit of gameplay. Just, like, a teeny little taste because I didn't want to get spoiled or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it was, it's just, like, the cars in Lego version. And they drive the same. Like, everything about it is the same. Also, wait. Fuck. There's a fucking Warthog. There was a Master Chief level. That's right. right. So, like, fuck off. Uh, (laughs) But the kid, play Motorsport 7 or shut the fuck up. Ugh, whatever. I'm excited. Good for you. Thank you. Let's move on. The Outer Worlds is coming out October 25th. It was revealed last year with just a teaser trailer. This is more of a fleshed-out trailer. It does have some... Uh, gameplay in it. Um, it was also some, you know, cinematic stuff. It's from the original Fallout devs and apparently centers on some kind of corporate intrigue on a colony named Halcyon. And I guess you get to choose whether or not you're going to be kind of a good guy or a bad guy. Um, Love a basic RPG element. Yeah, it it seems, I got to say, a lot like um, the original Fallout in Space. Uh, I think that's why they're hyping up the fact that they are the original Fallout developers so right. much. I was probably more excited about it last year. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't have negative opinions on it. Um, I, I think I'm going to kind of wait and see, much like um, We Happy Few. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so... I, I'm probably going to watch someone play a bit of it before I commit one way or the other. Totally fair. Next up, Bleeding Edge, the first game from developers Ninja Theory since they were acquired by Microsoft. It's a four-player PvP brawler. The characters look creepy as hell. Actually, they kind of... Creepy? I love them. They're kind of giving me, like, We Happy Few vibes a little bit. Uh, it's very much the Technicolor apocalypse. Yeah. Um, like, 
the Rage 2 colors were all bright and poppy, even though it looked in the background like it was yeah, Mad yeah. Max. The Far Cry newest game um, is very much like, we wear pink and we're going to kill you in the apocalypse. <laughs> like, it, it, it kind of gives me that vibe. Um, I'm not over it, though. Like, I know that some people have said it is getting a little old that everything is kind of decided to do that same aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like it. Um, it just was never my cup of tea. So like, you know, it, I, I can appreciate bleeding edge for what it is, for what it is. It looks great. Obviously they did a lot of work for the design of the characters and all that. I, I'm sure the crew might be playing this one, especially since it is on game pass. So I'll yes, probably end it's on up game pass. So why, it's, it's, why not? Try it? I'll try it, but I'm not going to... This is not a first choice for yeah. me. Um, I'm also interested in, like, what they mean by it being a brawler. Like, I, I haven't played many games that I guess would be considered brawlers. Sure. I guess For Honor is technically a brawler, but it's, like, sword combat, so it's yeah. different. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, we'll see soon enough, though. There's an alpha coming out on June 27th. The fact that they announced the alpha but not an actual release date, though, leads me to believe that we're probably not going to get this until either late this year or early 2020. Mm. So we'll see. Borderlands 3 was given a long cinematic trailer. People were incredibly excited about it. A lot of yelling. There was some gameplay as part of it, I think, but uh, most of it I didn't think was. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was all in-game footage and, and I just can't tell the difference because of the graphics, the graphic style. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't recall. I don't think so. Um, I think the biggest news, though, was that the Handsome Collection, which is the digital remaster of the pre-sequel, the original, and then Borderlands 2, were coming to Game Pass. So I immediately downloaded them. And a free DLC, or at least free until July 8th. It's a nice buffer for folks. Yeah. Um, you can download that, and it bridges Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3. So you kind of have a, an intro to the new game and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. I don't know, if, again, if Borderlands is like my cup of tea, but... It's on Game Pass. I've never uh, played Borderlands, as we've talked about before. I did download the Handsome Collection and the new DLC in order to give it a go before it comes out. I've got some time before it comes out. It doesn't release until September, um, September 13th. So we'll see what happens, and I'll report back at some point. Gears of War 5 up next. I'm going to let you just talk about this one because... Um I'm the Gearshead. You're the Gearshead. I know nothing about. It used to be my favorite franchise. Uh, used once to. Once upon a time. Yeah, I mean, Destiny, The Division, okay. a few other things have come out that have unseated it. I am ashamed to admit that I never even finished Gears 4. <gasps> oh, um, you're not a true gamer. It came out when Destiny was at its grindiest and I just didn't have the time and I never went back to it. I'm definitely going to come back to it though because September 10th, the new game comes out. I don't feel great about the game. Oh. 
I don't feel great about it because it seemed like this year was regressive in comparison to last year. Mm. They showed gameplay and I think a much more interactive look at the story and characters than they did this year. This year, it was a long-form cinematic trailer where you were looking at, you know, Kate's face and she's has a bunch of heads coming out of her in a weird way. Um, that was kind of it. It was like a story trailer. Like, I get what they're trying to say, that she might be a descendant of the Locust Queen. Um, however, that doesn't tell me about the game. No, no, and none of this means anything to me, so. Yeah. Uh, we actually didn't see any gameplay, did we? No. Well, they they, ha- they did announce a new game mode called Escape. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look really cool. Like, I'm really excited. I mean, you, I buy gears for horde mode and for PvP stuff, actually. Um, oh, not for the I really story. like the story, and the gameplay um, of the story is fun, but I'm not the type of person who replays it over and over again on the hardest difficulty, like some people who are really, really into it. Right. That's just not what I did. Um, however, uh, the the new stuff does look pretty cool. We did get some gameplay of that. I will say, in fairness, they've done some gameplay streams of their own. I guess they wanted to show a ton, and maybe they didn't have the time. Microsoft didn't want to give them the time, whatever. Right, right. Um, so it's not like the gameplay isn't out there. I personally haven't seen it yet, so I am going to stick with my concern, and next episode I'll be fully caught up to speed, and we can talk maybe more in depth about what I saw and my impressions and things like that. But um, I I don't know. You can't fuck up Gears that much. The formula is pretty solid. All right. We'll have to see what what happens. I'm happy for you and all you Gears heads that were very upset (laughs) with last year's announcement. Uh, when they played y'all, they played the fuck out of y'all <laughs> with the mobile game <laughs> announcement. For Lord, y'all were angry. Yeah, that was that was not great. Anyway, next up, you know who wasn't angry? The internet when they saw that Keanu fucking Reeves just was out on stage being breathtaking as all hell. <laughs> Jordan, I saw people You're from my podcast, like just straight podcasting realm, were like. Oh, Keanu Reeves. They just were, they were fucking retweeting Polygon. I was like, what is going on? Here? People so love Keanu Reeves. People do. I mean, as they should. He's having a big year. He is having the year of his life. John Wick 3. John He's Wick in the 3. new Tour Story. Yes. He was the surprise star slash scene stealer in that Call Me Maybe movie on Netflix. Yes. That I clearly haven't seen. You clearly haven't seen. It. I'm not a rom-com kind of person, so I probably uh, won't watch I it. I do plan on watching it. I just Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll watch it. Um, And now this. He's going to come out in a major video game soon. And I'm sure there's other things that he's doing. Yeah, so CD Projekt Crunch uh, gave us a new cinematic trailer and a release date for Cyberpunk 2077, April 16th, 2020, which is actually sooner than what I thought it was going to be. Because they were just like, we don't do crunch over here. We don't know her. This game is going to come out when it comes to fuck out, girl. Apparently not. Although they probably didn't say it like that since they're transphobic as fuck, too. That's right. They are very transphobic. Uh, I, it's bad. Like, I, I'm yes, depressed. they fired the person. But, you know, and what a lot of people have been saying, rightfully so, is that, you know, the culture of GOG and uh, CD Projekt Crunch, um, Created that. So, I don't know. I 
And a lot of people are also saying that they might also really just like botch this whole cyberpunk narrative to begin with. Just I don't because, think like, they're going to do that. I don't know. We'll see. I I just feel like I'm going to be in another like Red Dead Redemption quarry where I just I'm like, all right, I bought this game because it looked really cool and I really wanted it. And like I was going to buy the game without Keanu, to be honest. Keanu's not going to make me buy the game. But, like, they're just so fucking shitty. I think my quandary is a little deeper because I actually, you know, as as you know, as our audience knows, ended up opting against playing Red Dead because of all the crunch stuff. I was waiting on hearing from the devs. And similarly, I want to hear from the devs on this. Like, do you think we should buy the game anyway? Like, is that helpful? Is it better to stand in solidarity and not buy the game because of how shitty uh, the the company is? Um, I'm just overall really disappointed. And frankly, I think that we just have to have the attitude that everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. And the industry as a whole, obviously, as we've said over and over again, needs to be unionized. Um, Obviously, understanding that CD Projekt Red is not an American company, you know, unions are not an American thing exclusively. So, you know, stuff needs to be happening in the industry as a whole globally. And... We'll, uh, I'll still be wrestling with this. I will just say one last thing and register that again, last year we ended up getting an hour of playable content. <laughs> and they were like, we don't do that we no We didn't get that. <laughs> we, we got a cinematic trailer. We don't know her. I mean, we don't know what's happening at the booths. We're not there. Right. So maybe there's this wonderful trailer happening at the booths and they're going to release it. Wonderful gameplay. Yeah, that's what I meant. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe we get to go next year. Help oh. us get famous. Oh. Tell the game of friend about. <laughs> no, I'll say that for the end. I'm sorry. It was unprofessional to me. I apologize. Wow. Um, Halo Infinite. Launch title. The launch title for Scarlet. It is coming. I I'm will so not be buying it. <laughs> I am not. Is this going to be included in Game Pass? Because, like, I haven't played a good Halo That's game since Halo 3. Question. I just, I like, I, like, watch the trail. I'm like, oh, great. Master Chief is back. Oh, great. The Halo is a little destroyed or whatever. Oh, great. I, like, don't care. It looked beautiful. It was, I do care. But that was a cinematic trailer. That wasn't I was the like, gameplay. I know, but, I, but, like, I was hyped. I was hyped by it. I, I too many bad agree, Halo games. Though, I'm sorry. It's a good question. Is it going to be on Game Pass? Because three four three is on Microsoft Studio. So do I get it for free? They're probably going to just bundle it with the. Well, here's another thing they didn't talk about: Are Scarlet games just for Scarlet? And we we do already know oh. that Scarlet can play Xbox three sixty and Xbox games, right. you, Xbox One games. You can have three generations of games on this console. But does backwards compatibility also mean forwards compatibility? Like, like if can you buy I play, it on Xbox One? Do you well, get it to play? Can I play it on Xbox One at all? Oh, or do okay. I need Scarlet in order to play Halo Infinite? I'm willing to bet that I need Scarlet, and it's on Game Pass. I don't know. I don't know if they would do that for a cusp game like that. I know it's like the launch, but it says launch title. It didn't say like mm, sale. Yeah. Like if you buy the console, you get the game with or without Game Pass. And if you buy the like maybe you can give your copy away or something if you don't, don't have Game Pass. I don't know. Or do have Game Pass. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 
Who knows, uh, but we don't know any information about the game. <laughs> no. It, there was no gameplay. Uh, there wasn't much of a story beat other than that he's still sad about Cortana. Poor Master Chief. Poor Master Chief. I don't know why he's so upset about Cortana. If he just owns an Xbox One, he can talk to her every day. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's a wrap for Microsoft. All right, y'all, that was the first half of our E3 extravaganza. The second half, which will include Bethesda, Devolver Digital, the PC Gaming Show, Ubisoft, Square Enix, and Nintendo, are going to be in your feeds tomorrow. So soon. Uh, we keep it efficient. Here again, my friends, we will see you then. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>